This is episode number 193 of the Middle Country Public Library podcast. Hello and welcome. I'm Sal DiVincenzo, joined, as usual, by my effervescent and fabulous <laughs> colleagues, Sarah Fade <laughs> and Nicole Rambo. Hello. And uh, it's October. It's uh, spooktober, as we like to say here at the library. Uh, and last year we did something kind of cool. Yeah. We had uh, the both of you actually read from some scary stories, scary books, mm-hmm. and uh, we put some music there, some uh, you know, little uh, you know, background noises and whatnot. We made a little show out of it. <laughs> so we're gonna have this. This is our second annual version of that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I, I, I didn't pick any. I try. I wanted to pick stories that like I you know had like sound effects in it. Like you get, but I don't know if I did. So you're gonna have some work to do. All right. I may have work to do. It's yeah. okay. So Halloween's uh, a couple weeks away. We might as well have some fun with it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Sarah, why didn't you go first? Uh, you got okay. a couple of books here. Yeah, I just have two. Okay. Let's hear what you got. Okay. The first book is called The Maidens. It's a novel by Alex Michaelides. I don't know if I'm saying his last name right, but... It sounds right. It sounds right, yeah. He wrote the very popular book, The Silent Patient, which is like, it was like a super blockbuster. And... Um, oh, I was thinking The English Patient. <laughs> I was like, that's not scary. <laughs> scary to some people. Um, uh, just a little bit about this. Uh, a spellbinding tale of psychological suspense weaving together Greek mythology, murder, and obsession. Wow. Mm. Uh huh. So it's a, it's a new it's new fiction. Nice. Hot off the presses, right? So I'll just read a little a little bit for you. Nice. To get you know your appetite wet for the book. What is the um, award for audiobooks? Odyssey Award. Yes, I'm not an Odyssey Award winning. You never uh, know. This could award. be it. This could be it. Here we go. <laughs> I want to I want to be a voice actor. Like read stories. What a. What Did a you job. just apologize? <laughs> Screaming, I'd be like, please turn the volume down before you begin. <laughs> you know what? I'm sure there are some characters where you, they need your voice. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you know what? Sure. We need a specialist. <laughs> Bring in that Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here we go. Mariana started walking away from the body. She felt physically sick. She had to put some distance between herself and what she had seen. She wanted to get away, but she knew there was no running away. It was a sight that would haunt her for the rest of her days. The blood, the head, those gaping eyes. Stop it, she thought. Stop thinking. She kept walking until she reached a rickety wooden fence, forming a boundary between this field and the next. It felt unsteady and liable to collapse. She leaned against it, flimsy support, but better than nothing. You all right? Julian appeared at her side. He gave her a concerned look. Mariana nodded. She realized her eyes were full of tears. She brushed them away, embarrassed. I'm fine. When you've seen as many crime scenes as I have, you get used to it. For what it's worth, I think you're brave. Mariana shook her head. I'm not. Not at all. Blah, 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 blah. So that was the little... Is the, the blah, 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 blah part blah, 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 actually blah. in there? Yeah, it's the dot, dot, dots. Oh, I see. For people who want to know, what is with the blood, the head, and those gaping eyes? You will have to take a, take a look. Out. Yeah, and this is yes. chapter two. Okay. Part two. Part two. Part two. Nice. Of The Maidens. The Maidens. So the next book is by Alma Katsu. I think I talked about this book before. It's called The Hunger. Mm. It's about like supernatural Donner Party. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, R.L. Stein, right? I'm sure who you know, Nicole. I. Yeah, there's an hey. R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein okay. book on the table. 
Um, so uh, he he says of Al Malkatsu has taken one of the darkest and most chilling episodes in our history and made the story even darker, even more terrifying. I swear, I'm still shuddering. A fantastic read. Wow. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, <laughs> that's high praise from the uh, yeah. you know our all time. A little a little tidbit from the hunger. He felt this scream as much as he heard it. He knew her voice, felt her cry in his body, as if it were a message meant for him. He reached for the pistol lying on top of his clothing, but didn't stop for anything else. He sprinted in the direction of her voice, Mary Graves. She was on her back in the dirt, scrabbling backward. The shock of seeing her that way was nothing compared to the surprise of seeing a man standing over her. He was filthy, his skin nearly leprous from neglect his eyes red and wet. The stink coming off him was overpowering and nearly made Stanton choke. These thoughts passed through Stanton's mind in an instant. Later, he would remember nothing but a vision of two scabrous hands gripping Mary's shoulders before he drew a bead and squeezed up two shots automatically. That is just a small little snippet of of, uh, the hunger. Nice. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm I'm not gonna read like a whole chapter, but uh, no, we'll, short short little yeah, tidbits. Yeah. We'll put those in the show notes so if folks are interested. And they I know could, uh, reserve a reserve a copy. They had some nice wordage in there. <laughs> and so yeah, so the maiden is sort of like um, suspense, murder, mystery. Okay. Nothing supernatural about it. It's okay. just like a, mm-hmm. a detective who done it. You know. Mm-hmm. Edge of your seat thriller. Okay. And The Hunger is a supernatural, historical, I would say horror. Okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Thank you very much, Sarah. You're welcome. I'm sure that award is on its way. Yes, for my... Yes, Nicole. Yes. What do you have for us this year? <laughs> so, I have actually... We have, over, you know, in our... Uh, adult has it too, um, and we have in children's, um, a, like a special section where we pull books, you know, about the holidays. So we have like spooky book, right? You have that too. Well, we have a just dis- a little display. A display. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we have a little display, and we have a lot of like nonfiction stuff on what Halloween is. But you know, we kind of know what Halloween is here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do want to just one nonfiction thing um, I want to talk about because it is Hispanic Heritage Month this year, and um, Day of the Dead or. Dia de los Muertos, which is like not Halloween. It falls very near it. It's on the November 1st and 2nd. So yes. sometimes people, I don't want to get confused, but they think it might just be Halloween in Mexico or mm-hmm. in South American countries, but it's not. It's different. Mm-hmm. So this is just um, a little bit about what the Day of the Dead is. Day of the Dead is an ancient holiday that is celebrated on November 1st and 2nd. Ancient Aztecs were the first to honor their relatives who had died. Later, the Spanish brought their religious holidays that honored the dead to Mexico. Today, Day of the Dead is a tradition blended from both cultures. Day of the Dead is a happy time when Mexicans celebrate the lives of relatives or friends who have died. Graveyards and homes are decorated with flowers and skeletons. Some believe that the dead return to visit them during this festive time. Families get together for picnics at graveyards to make the spirits of the dead feel welcome. So, and Day of the Dead food include candies that are skeleton-shaped and a special coffee cake called Bread of the Dead. That's what day of the so I know the sugar school mm. is kind of like the symbol now you know like it's very mm. popular um, and that's kind of what it's representing and what it means so it's more of a 
remembering um, relatives that have passed away. And if you've seen Coco, right? We all yes. <laughs> well, I refuse to watch it because I'm just going to cry and I don't feel no, the need. No, no I don't think you'll I cry. I don't think you'll yes, cry. Yes, I will. I will be hysterically sobbing. <laughs> I don't think so. No. I do. I know. Well, I was, I've, seen, I've seen like one, I heard one song and I started crying. Oh, really? Like, yeah. No, no, I think. We'll... Yeah, no, it's a, it's a cute movie. Yeah. And it's, it's actually, um, <laughs> it it's cute. All Saints and All Souls Day. Um, at least in Italy, and oh, on yeah. All Souls Day, which is the second, mm-hmm. it also the same thing uh, over there. We uh, we clean the graves. Mm-hmm. We, you know, um, a lot of uh, at least in Sicily, where where my family's from, we have the mausoleums. Mm-hmm. So we open the crypt, clean it out, put the flowers down, and then everybody just kind of sits around and yeah. Remembers and because Halloween is like the eve. It's the eve, yes. What like they're celebrating that the spirits can come back and like be with them. So like kind of all, yeah. So yeah, so I thought that was interesting. And now for my readings, I can't help myself. I love Alvin Schwartz, and this is more scary stories (laughs) to tell in the dark. (laughs) I like. There's a million. He he has the market though. I know. Yes. (laughs) I have this, and then I have a R.L. Stein for our older readers. These are like short. Just creepy ones. Mm. And then um, there's like uh, Sarah mentioned R.L. Stein, who's like of Goosebumps fame, but he also has this Fear Street series and um, stuff like that. So, okay, but this is from Alvin Schwartz from More Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. Um, I'll read two of them. They're short. Cool. Uh, this one's called The Bride. The minister's daughter had just gotten married. After the wedding ceremony, there was a great feast with music and dancing and contests and games, even old children's games. When they got to playing hide-and-seek, the bride decided to hide in her grandfather's trunk up in the attic. They'll never find me here, she thought. As she was climbing into the trunk, the lid came down and cracked her on the head, and she fell unconscious inside. The lid slammed shut and locked. No one will ever know how long she called for help or how hard she struggled to free herself from that tomb. Everyone in the village searched for her, and they looked almost everywhere, but no one thought of looking in the trunk. After a week, her brand new bridegroom and all the others gave her up for lost. Years later, a maid went into the attic looking for something she needed. Maybe it's in the trunk, she thought. She opened it and screamed. There lay the missing bride in her wedding dress, but by then she was only a skeleton. Oh, poor bride. Wait a second, that's it? That's the end? They're short. Don't you know these stories? That's terrible. It's awful. I know. I'm sorry. You go up in the attic. You look around. I, a week? That was all they gave her. They gave her a week. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, well, guess yeah. she's gone. <laughs> I kind of think about, like, back then, they kind of gave up pretty quickly. Yeah, probably. Right? When you think about it, right? It's yeah. like, oh, well, these things happen. Yeah. <laughs> right? Where today, like, literally, like, six hours, they call, people are calling the police. I'd like to file a missing person report. Yeah. It's like, ma'am, they're just at... You have to wait. No. Yeah, right? I will, yeah, like, you have to wait like 24 hours over it. It's like crazy. But now you have like so much technology that like if you can't get a hold of someone, you get nervous because like- That's true. You know, the phone could just be dead or whatever. But That's true. This one's called The Wreck. Fred and Jeannie went to the same high school, but they met for the first time at the Christmas dance. Fred had come by himself and so had Jeannie. Soon, Fred decided that Jeannie was one of the nicest girls he had ever met. They danced together most of the evening. At 11 o'clock, Jeannie said, I have to leave now. Can you give me a ride? Sure, he said. I've got to go home, too. I accidentally drove my car into a tree on my way here, Jeannie said. I guess I wasn't paying attention. Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Matter of fact. (laughs) 
the way. <laughs> and my wallet was in the car. <laughs> Fred drove her to the head of Brady Road. It was in a neighborhood he didn't know very well. Why don't you drop me off here, Jeannie said. The road up ahead is in really bad condition. I can walk from here. Fred stopped the car and held out some tinsel. Have some, he said. I got it at the dance. Thank you, she said. I'll put it in my hair. And she did. Would you like to go out sometime? To a movie or something? Fred asked. That would be fun, Jeannie said. After Fred drove off, he realized that he did not know Jeannie's last name or her telephone number. I'll go back, he thought. The road can't be that bad. He drove slowly down Brady Road through a thick woods, but there wasn't a sign of Jeannie. As he came around a curve, he saw the wreckage of a car ahead. It had crashed into a tree and had caught fire. Smoke was still rising from it. As Fred made his way to the car, he could see someone trapped inside, crushed against the steering column. It was Jeannie, and in her hair was the Christmas tinsel he had given her. Aww. That's creepy. I know, right? Wow. Sam. <laughs> so three in here. <laughs> Women ending up very dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just sense a theme. Yeah. Alvin. <laughs> <laughs> and then this one's for older, read, like young teens. Well, not YA, um, mm. but like young teens. So this is um, the RL sign Fear Street, and it's called Halloween Party. And this is just like a snippet from the middle of the book. So these kids go to a Halloween party. After he had got over his fright, Terry found the pendant around the mannequin's neck. He laughed and added it to the rest of his loot. He heard a couple of other treasure hunters coming his way, then remembered that Justine had said her Uncle Philip was preparing some surprises in the attic. He searched and found a narrow staircase leading upstairs. Oh, you know, nothing good happens in the attic. Mounting the dark, creaky stairs to the attic, his heart thudded with anticipation and a little thrill of fear. What treasures would he find up there? What scares? This was definitely the best party he'd ever been to. The attic was small and dusty and filled with old boxes and trunks. Terry realized from the thick layer of dust on the boxes and trunks that they had been sealed up long ago. There's probably a woman inside. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He switched on the overhead light and spotted a closet door, a perfect place to hide items on the list, he thought. Grinning to himself, Terry pulled open the door, then stopped and stared in shock. No, oh please, no. The room went white, Terry's breath caught in his throat. He gripped the closet door to hold himself up and stared into the shadowy cubicle. So you have to find out what happens to Terry. Oh, poor Terry. <laughs> poor Terry. Mm-hmm. And then a YA book that is good. It's not, it's not a YA book, right? It's Carrie, which isn't okay. technically a YA book. But a lot of people say if it was written now, it would be considered a YA book. Because Stephen King wasn't Stephen King when he wrote Carrie. But the book he was who like he was Stephen King, but he wasn't as famous as Stephen. You know, he wasn't the famous Stephen King. <laughs> Thank you. So. Uh, but the point is, a lot of people say His that name it was Bob. Kind of <laughs> Bob King. <laughs> that it fits a YA type of theme, like a lot of like YA stuff happens. And I looked on Common Sense Media, and it says so it's our older YA, but uh, Common Sense Media puts it at fourteen and up. Parents put it at thirteen and up. So um, have you read it? No, you know what's funny? I started reading it, and it's I've seen the movie. It's different. Like the description of her in the book is very different than uh, what's her face in the movie. Mm. Yeah, Sissy Spacek. Sissy Spacek. Yeah, Yeah. because she's supposed to be like in the book. She's like chubby and just like pimples Mm. and like I think and Sissy Spacek was like a beanpole. Yeah, and like you know she's like attractive like she had yeah. a different look but she was like that's oh, hollywood yeah you know, that's what hollywood yeah. does what a good movie though and then they remade it which yeah. why yeah, what are you gonna do they remake everything money 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 but it's so good yeah. but anyway so that's a cool. YA one if you're thank looking. thank you very much uh nicole mm-hmm. 
I'm going to read something. Yay. All right. I'm going to read a poem. Poem. I uh, I wrote it myself. No, Can me kidding. and Sarah put the sound effects behind this one? <laughs> oh, this will be good. Yeah, yeah right. It's <laughs> gonna be like fart noises. Well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sal! You know we were gonna do that. Um, so this is by Longfellow, uh, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, and it's titled "Haunted Houses." Hmm. And I just like this first line because it's just like very definite. All houses wherein men have lived and died are haunted houses. Boom. There you go. <laughs> Is that the poem? Yeah. Through the open doors, the harmless phantoms on their errands glide with feet that make no sound upon the floors. We meet them at the doorway on the stair. Along the passages, they come and go. In palpable impressions on the air, a sense of something moving to and fro. There are more guests at table than the hosts. Invited, the illuminated hall is thronged with quiet, inoffensive ghosts, as silent as the pictures on the wall. The stranger at my fireside cannot see the forms I see, nor hear the sounds I hear, but he perceives what is, while unto me, all that is visible and clear. We have no title deeds to house or lands, Owners and occupants of earlier dates from graves forgotten stretch their dusty hands and hold in Mort Main still their old estates. The spirit world around this world of sense floats like an atmosphere and everywhere wafts through these earthly mists and vapors dense a vital breath of more ethereal air. Our little lives are kept in equipoise by opposite attractions and desires, the struggle of the instinct that enjoys and the more noble instinct that aspires. These perturbations, this perpetual jar... Scary many words, I don't know. ...of <laughs> earthly wants and aspirations high come from the influence of an unseen star, an undiscovered planet in our sky. And as the moon from some dark gate of cloud throws o'er the sea a floating bridge of light across whose trembling planks our fancies crowd into the realm of mystery and night. It's almost over, Sarah. <laughs> so from the world of spirits there descends a bridge of light connecting it with this. Or whose unsteady floor that sways and bends wander our thoughts above the dark abyss. Mm. Oh, nice. Yeah. He likes his gentleman ghosts. He likes his <laughs> <laughs> That's what I got from that poem. Yeah. Yes. It's I'm like, scared of them. Yes. Like, all right. All right. Mm -hmm. What was all that noise upstairs? It was my gentleman ghost friend. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, yes. So thank you very much, ladies, for reading. Yeah, uh, it was fun. very cool. And we'll try to do this again next year. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, uh, we'll, put in, uh, we'll put in the show notes last year's show. Because oh, that was pretty cool, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah. And if you want to listen to older episodes uh, or read those show notes, you go to our website, mcplpodcast.com. Mm -hmm. Email us, podcast at mcplibrary.org. Mm -hmm. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube. Share this video if you're watching on YouTube. See, that's something new. Share. The sharing. Yes, you share it. Hit the share button. Nicole doesn't know that word. I'm going to add it to my list. Face are making share. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yes. right, I guess. But I don't. Yes, share it with your friends. 
I, I understand what that one means. Listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I was confused by the poem, but I got share. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes, so thank you for listening. For Sarah Fade and Nicole Rambo, I'm Zaldi Vincenzo. We'll see you on the next show.